0: Keeping
1: Up With The Joneses AJ Jones Yes sir Welcome to episode 279 of Keeping Up With The Joneses Yes We're recording on Mother's Day
0: We are and I'm looking at pretty plants on my phone Okay <laughs> Put <laughs> put the phone down
1: <laughs> Tell the good people It's your fault. What's your favorite thing about Mother's Day today
0: My favorite thing is the way you got up early and made me coffee and breakfast
1: You're welcome <laughs> But honestly, it's the least I can do. When I think about the fact it's that you pushed least. three children out. It's the I'm touched. least you can do. And i moved. Did move. you do it?
0: <laughs> Babe, I, like, I don't need my crown.
1: We we don't need to talk about my accolades.
0: <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs>
1: I don't like what you're stimulating. <laughs> tell me, yeah. tell me your favorite thing, though. Seriously, but well, let's let's change the topic slightly away from uh, any fault that could be mine. Let's talk. What's your favorite thing about motherhood?
0: About motherhood? Yeah. Um, gonna have to go for cuddles, Vanna. Vanna, you know, Vanna White. Never mind. Uh, like I was giving an answer on a oh, game I show. Oh, I see. I'm with I got you. you. I got you. Uh, yeah, I like I like cuddling children. Okay. It's like the best thing about motherhood.
1: You, you know you can get cuddles from me anytime you want. It's not the same. It's actually cuddling that got us into this mess.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. I think um, cuddling with you is slightly more dangerous.
1: <laughs> Certainly more expensive. Well, regardless, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You're a wonderful mother. Thank you. A serious question. Yes. I haven't opened up Instagram because I know I'm going to be inundated by people's posts about what amazing mothers, you know, they're married to or they mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. and Does it bother you that I haven't posted one this year, like Mm -hmm. I have done in previous years? This year, I just—I don't know why. I just don't have the fortitude, the mental aptitude
0: to say something nice about your (laughs) wife on the internet. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) darling. I don't want to push it too far. I mean, you did do coffee and breakfast. Wait. (laughs) Okay. Now, don't tax yourself. I'm pretty sure I also ordered my own Mother's Day presents. So, what have you done?
1: Okay. You're killing yeah. me here. Let Smalls. me put it to you this way.
0: If you want to know who's making dinner, go look in the mirror because it ain't me. Okay. Yeah. The- <laughs> what did you want to say? I want to restart this episode.
1: <laughs> what I wanted to ask you was: Oh, yes. Would you like me to post something to Instagram or. Does it do anything? You're not high words of affirmation, are you? That,
0: but that's not entirely true. I do like words of affirmation. I like to be thanked for things, Uh, but I, it doesn't. I don't get personally offended if you don't post something on the internet. That's not.
1: That was my impression,
0: and I just like if I saw everybody posting, I wouldn't be like, "I didn't post anything nice about me." It just wouldn't enter into my head.
1: And that was my impression. Yeah.
0: But if you do post something, then I'm like, oh, that's nice.
1: No, no. You've already told me that you don't want me to.
0: Well, I'm just telling you, like, what happens in my heart.
1: Okay. Yeah. What if I privately told you? Because here's the thing. Every year I post a picture and you're like, why'd you pick that picture? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because you're usually like, I like that picture. I'm like, is it the double chins that you liked about it? What is it? The fact that I wasn't wearing makeup? What what was it about this picture that made it good?
1: Baby, if you supply me with a picture before the day is out, I will post a picture. Because I think my copy is good. It's just my photo picking skills apparently leave much they, to be desired. They need some help. Not but. for me. I just think you look great in every picture. <laughs>
0: no, but that's the problem. Or it's the great thing and it produces the problem. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Well, anyway, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy belated Mother's Day to all of our North American listeners. And if you're not in America, you're like, why are you talking about Mother's Day? That was months ago. Um... Because we have them at different times for Britain Cause and Australia. Because in the UK
0: it's in March or something, isn't it? Or I don't know. You don't remember.
1: Well, I don't have a mom anymore, so I don't have to remember things like that. Okay. Thanks for bringing that up.
0: Speaking of moms, I should call mine. Okay, good. Good good. All tip. right.
1: Give me a weekly update. And, and really, it's a bi-weekly update. Is that the right phrase? It's a two-weekly update. Because last week we didn't record anything.
0: Yes, but if it was a bi-weekly update, that would mean we were going to doing every other week.
1: Right. So... that's not what we're doing but we did skip last week we did which is funny because our topic this week is all about what
0: happened last week (laughs) yes
1: it's all about like lessons from uh, landscaping and how they apply to real life and one of the lessons just you know this is called foreshadowing by the way is it's flipping exhausting
0: so tiring so tiring
1: which life is as well but anyway let's not jump into that what is your weekly update what do we do in the last two weeks, it's noteworthy.
0: This isn't in the last two weeks. Well, we bought a bunch of lawn equipment. Okay. We're going to talk about that more.
1: Yeah, so avoid that.
0: skip all the lawn things.
1: Correct. Okay. Thanks for picking up what i um, down.
0: I got you. Uh, graduated our in-person school.
1: Congratulations to all of our SOSL students. Yes, yes. Well done.
0: And uh, the online school will graduate in about... Ten days, Mm -hmm. I think. Nine days. What else did we do? I don't know. It's all been like a blur.
1: We baptized nearly 80 people.
0: Yes, I baptized 26 of them. You did? And the next morning, I noticed that I had baptized them.
1: But to be fair, again, not to jump into our main topic, you baptized them after doing a whole little landscaping, which I think killed your forearms, your shoulders, and your back. It's true. It's true. Um, MJ's got braces.
0: He does. And he picked yellow bands because it makes his teeth look dirty. That's what he said. Is that true? Were you there when he picked the color?
1: He wanted to pick pink. And the, what do you call it? The person who was installing them was kind of blinking me Morse code going, don't let him pick pink. So I steered him into another color and he picked yellow. And so I was the choice of pink or yellow. I thought yellow was great. Okay, great.
0: Well, they, it makes him look like he has dirty teeth.
1: Well, he does. So...
0: <laughs> okay. And... I didn't know there's so much stuff that had happened and now I can't think of anything
1: I feel like something significant happened yesterday. What was yesterday
0: hmm. oh yeah the um family summer batch thing there we
1: go yeah there we, go. we had an outreach for a church and and we got visited by Scottish weather
0: we did It was cold and drizzly and today's weather would have been much better.
1: It's like standing in a vertical puddle okay you're just like constant like a cloud constant I, haze i
0: got I made good use of my rain boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have, we had like a prophetic tent and a healing tent and a dream interpretation tent. We did have people come to those, uh, MJ invited like f- a whole bunch of kids from school, but like five of them actually came.
1: I love seeing people come from our community into the grace in our orbit and whether it's their kids or you know, jumping on a playhouse or whether they're at a dream interpretation booth or getting prophetic ministry. It just felt lovely to be with people from different cultures, different backgrounds hmm and and get to share with them the kindness of god so it was great bravo to all of our staff and our volunteers that pulled that event off like that was amazing yeah and then i think we just came home and that was good but tiring
0: it was and and cold so i we were yes. we were going to in our minds we were going to do some gardening when we got home that's right but i had just spent 6 hours outside being cold and I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Are you doing the math?
1: I did a count on my fingers and you were right. It was six hours. I know.
0: <laughs> I love when you check my bath. <laughs> anyway, so I had a hot bath for like an hour and a half. I just kept adding hot water. But to begin with, I got in my bath at the regular temperature that I use a meat thermometer to establish. And normally I get in and it doesn't feel hot. I just know that I'm not supposed to go hotter or you can like cook your innards. So I'm like, eh, good enough. Anyway, get in, and my skin was all like, it felt like pins and needles, like a, my skin was burning, and it was my
1: normal temperature, I think, because I was so cold. It was freezing. I had wet feet when I came home. But those kids, they loved, they were not deterred by wet feet.
0: Did you see how many children were eating ice cream? They're wet, they're running around, it's freezing cold, and they're eating ice cream.
1: That's that's childhood for you. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're so soporific, I'm amazed that we actually made it through a weekly catch-up. And I'm sure other significant stuff happened. Oh, I wanted to tell, last time we were talking about our air conditioning unit went out. Remember we were recording and it was roasting oh, yeah. hot and our yeah, yeah. air conditioning went out. I had maybe one of the most interesting encounters I've had in a long time. Okay. Okay. Basically, I called a friend, or a friend called me, and we were shooting the breeze and we were just catching up. I said, How's your week? And and he said, Oh, my AC unit just went out. And I said, No kidding. So did mine. And so later that day, he said, You know, I went and bought the tools to be able to read your meter. And I've uh, let me swing by and see what you're you know, your, your meters app, so, or your units app, whether it's low on, free on. And so he swung by, didn't know how to read the meter because we have a different kind of AC unit than his. So he sent a friend who he works with a copy of that. Well, unbeknownst to me, a few days later, this friend who I've never met just shows up at my house at like 7pm at night and proceeds to diagnose, fix, and repair my AC unit. And you know, it takes, this is like 7.30 at night. He won't take any food. He won't take any drink. He won't take any money. I'm offering to pay him. And I'm like, this is so random. This is somebody I've never met. It's only tangentially connected to me through a friend of mine that he happens to work with. But he just, I'm in the neighborhood. Let me stop by. And so I asked him, I said, why are you doing this? And he said, I know what it's like to be without AC. I know what it's like to have a wife and kids without AC. And he said, I just think that all of us are good at one thing and if we were really good at sharing the one thing that we're good at the world would be a better place that wow. was his philosophy
0: that's so good and
1: so he fixed our air conditioning unit amazing and i was like are you an angel i had to text my friend and say is this guy for real or is he an angel
0: <laughs>
1: so there we go like our week was good aj wake up stay with us stay away I know. from I'm the light I'm
0: fading i'm fading it's mother's day and i should it's sunday and therefore it is what time what time is it Snap time. That's
1: what time it is. Yeah, we'll power through. Okay. All right. Our main topic yes. for this week yes. is life lessons from landscaping.
0: Ah, life lessons from landscaping. <laughs>
1: now, we have to officially open this with uh, maybe like a crowning ceremony that all the judgments I've made against my dad have come hurtling through time and landed upon me.
0: Oh, it's sad when that happens, isn't it?
1: It's so weird. I'm a middle-aged computer nerd who is suddenly a middle-aged landscaping nerd.
0: Can we call you a landscaping nerd just yet? Or are no, you like that's an, way a, too a nerd apprentice?
1: I'm an absolute nerd apprentice. <laughs> but what I mean is all of my, if you look at my Google history, yeah. it is not searches about new Apple products. It searches about the best folding ladder to buy, mm-hmm. what kind of leaf blower you should get, mm-hmm. the you know advantage between this pole kit extension for a pole saw and buying a chainsaw and i know nothing and so where we started is we when we bought our house neither of us have got particularly green thumbs correct well
0: i can grow things i just forget about them that's all (laughs) as i said
1: neither of us have particularly green thumbs i for years have had allergies so being outside has never been good for me at all yeah. And we when we built the house, the person who owned the house or built the house originally, I think they invested some substantial amounts of money into landscaping. Yes. So we have a particularly flat
0: and like trees and bushes. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: We have a flat lawn, they built some retaining walls, like most of our neighbors the lawns are sloped and you know, clearly this person put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. Uh irrigation system, you know, landscape lighting, etc. etcetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for years we've paid somebody to come and do our landscaping, you know, trim the the bushes and the trees and put down fresh mulch each year and the stuff that you have to do that isn't just mowing the lawn. Well, I had to let him go after, how would you say it delicately, babe?
0: He didn't do what we were paying him to do. Okay, there you go.
1: (laughs) And trying to hire new people in this season is insane because everybody's slammed. And so through, uh, I think, just toxic shame, I was like, okay, we actually have to be people who take care of actually i remember what it started i remember already thinking i need to get this taken care of and i was trying to outsource it trying to hire people to do it couldn't find anybody and then one day i get out of our house to go take mj to the bus stop and i look over our neighbors our wonderful neighbors and they had just spent the weekend tidying up all their front yard their landscaping looked amazing and beautiful and i was filled with toxic shame and thought right babe we we have to pull the plug and even though we don't know how to do this we're gonna figure it out together
0: Yes, you did decide that we were going to figure it out together.
1: <laughs> you showed a modicum of interest, true? I did. Yeah. yeah. And so I ordered a dummy's guide to landscaping off of Amazon.
0: Yeah, but it's literally landscaping for dummies, right? It's Is that like, what it's called? Landscaping yeah, for dummies. The yellow book. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Landscaping for dummies. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of research on the tools that we might need. Mm-hmm. And I can't overstate how much of an amateur I am. Like, imagine the worst person ever to do any landscaping. And they're a hundred times better than I am.
0: Mm, my house plant, my one house plant, well, now I have two, has nearly died twice. And I was not involved in either scenario. Let's just say that.
1: <laughs> I was more meaning I I often feel like there's an innate amount of knowledge that everybody has about basic things like trimming bushes, m- you know, mowing lawns, edging. You know, that sort of stuff like the innate stuff that like people that men should know. Men should know I them. know none of it yes. at all. Yes. I remember years and years and years ago when we first moved to America and realized that wow, when you live in the south, Sometimes you need to mow your lawn twice a week because it's crazy. I remember our landlord had a lawnmower and he, you know, said you can just use it. I remember being in tears not knowing how to use it. And I remember imagining that all of the people in our neighborhood were hiding behind their windows, pointing and laughing because I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know that you needed I some remember. sort of oil mixture. <laughs> like it just attacked me in the core of my, I am not good enough at this stuff. And I remember one of our young adults came over and saved me, and th- th- they did that for us. So part of this was like a coming of age story. Part of this is. <laughs> it's
0: a coming of age story for a 47 year old man. <laughs> but- <laughs> okay.
1: Part of this is come is, with me. Like, this
0: coming of story.
1: Part of this is like William Wallace conquering over the tyranny that his, his overgrown garden. It's exactly so I painted like that. my face blue and shouted freedom. But a lot of stuff has changed. By the way, this is this is a fascinating preamble.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: saying the emotional toll that I, was at stake.
0: I understand. Okay.
1: Did some research. Yeah. And found out that nowadays you don't even need gasoline, and oil, and two-stroke engine things, and pulley cords, (laughs) and whatever they are.
0: Two-stroke engine things. (laughs) I don't know what
1: they're called. All these technical They were always noisy, always smoky, always smelly, always heavy, and they had a motor in them. And I think I'm allergic to anything mechanical. Oh. But since then, lithium-ion batteries have come out. And most, well, not most, all the power tools we bought are all electronically powered. Jones? Yes, battery Stay powered. awake. Oh, I'm I sorry. see you closing your eyelids.
0: I didn't close my eyelids. I was reading that book over there that says Redeeming Heartache.
1: I'm reading it at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. And it ties into our story of Lessons from landscape. It does? It does. Wow. But anyway, we, we, we dropped a pretty penny on some tools that we didn't have. I felt <laughs> redeemed when our neighbor walked over and said, you picked some good tools. Those are the good ones yeah, to buy. Yeah, if Wes like approves of your tools, you're good to go. Oh, I've, you know, my yeah. man points went through the roof. It's true.
0: Anytime he comes over and even says anything nice about the yard, I'm like, we're doing a good job.
1: <laughs> I, I, not to throw you under the bus, but I felt particularly good when on one morning I said, babe, we need to put down tarp and you scoffed at me. And then that afternoon Wes came over with a tarp and said what?
0: He said, you know, it's easier if you just like throw all that debris on a tarp and then you can drag it places and I was like, oh, And I let it
1: go. I I didn't bring it up. I that's just let true. that slide. You liar. <laughs> no, I rubbed your face and I was like, in your
0: face. <laughs> I knew it
1: The woman that God put me with trying we, to talk me but, out of it.
0: But but we, we we've made it work. I have no idea. I know you have five points that you've learned from Lance. Well, I've got
1: five lessons. Right, but basically, to to kind of fast forward, this was a big emotional hurdle for me to get over. My dad loved my uh, my memory of my dad was he spent every waking hour that he wasn't working in the yard, and we had a beautiful corner lot. You did have a beautiful where he had trees and he had like a proper garden where you grow berries and vegetables. And we're not there, but he also had perfectly manicured lawns and you know flower gardens and a shrubbery and hedgerows and you know trees you. and all this sort of stuff. I never learned how to do any of that stuff. So I'm completely the clueless. I don't even know the names of half the stuff that we've got in our garden. And I downloaded an app that promised that if I took a photo of it it would tell me and I think it's lying. But in one weekend we managed to spend an ungodly amount of money. We managed to spend an Apple laptops amount of money on Power Tools. On power tools. And I think with my great enthusiasm, we, we thought, oh, we'll do the front garden on the Friday and we'll do our back garden on the Saturday. I
0: never thought that was going to happen. That's
1: what I was thinking. And how much did we get done on a <laughs> Friday and a Saturday?
0: <laughs> Just the front garden. And we're really not finished
1: it. We're not even remotely finished it.
0: Yeah. We've hacked the bushes. We've done like a bunch of the power tool And
1: things. we're not even sure if we did that right. No. We'll see if they live. All right. Yeah. Well... That's the background. Mm -hmm. We just dove in, clueless. What we lack in experience, we made up for enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And um, both nights, I think we were in bed by 8.30 after having had ibuprofen and Epsom salt baths. Oh, yeah. And wondering whether we'll ever regain the use of our limbs.
0: Yes. That's right.
1: All right. So, you don't know what my five life lessons are. No. But... I've collected five of them.
0: I'm I'm so glad.
1: Because as a teacher, whenever I'm doing something, three is
0: too little, ten is too many. Well, it was again
1: Wes, who we need to bronze (laughs) and maybe have a statue of him, a water feature in our backyard. (laughs) He he came over and he said, "Yeah, there's there's a sermon in this." I was like, "If there's not a sermon, there's at least a podcast." Right.
0: Well, here's the thing: if you've been listening to our podcast for a, a a couple of years anyway, you may remember the podcast where I talk about the fact that I had a a, uh, vegetable garden that I thought wasn't growing any weeds for like two months. I was like, man, I guess like, you know, you just plant it and it never grows weeds. And I had no idea that the whole time Deirdre was actually weeding my garden at five o'clock in the morning for that whole time. So Deirdre is is, uh, married to Wes.
1: And Wes and Deirdre lived next to us. Yes. And pretty much any credit that we can have is due them, and any errors is all us.
0: Yes. She also wrangled the snake out of our tree. We have amazing neighbors. Yeah,
1: where would we be? Yeah, yeah. All right. Lesson number one. Which these are lessons I learned landscaping that are easily applicable to your life.
0: My life? Or all all of like our everybody's lives.
1: okay, good. <laughs> lesson number one yeah. is things seem overwhelming until you start. Oh, that's so true. Pick any part of your life that needs to be changed. Yeah. Getting out of debt, losing weight, yeah. starting a new relationship, finding friends, going back to school, having kids, yeah. buying a house, moving cities, like all of it seems overwhelming until you start. And I would say that starting is the hardest part. And part of the problem, at least for me, is my pride gets in the way. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. And you just have to acknowledge that being an amateur is the price of admission. Yeah. In most things. Especially in landscaping. Yes. Especially like in landscaping. <laughs> we came out. We have these. These are called skip laurels. Is that right? Those ones? I think so.
0: I don't know what they're called. You're the one with the fancy app.
1: I think they're called skip laurels. Okay. Well, Mr. Bill told me there were oh. skip bills. Skip Skip (laughs) laurels. Mr. Bill, who also deserves credit for guiding us in the right direction, except I should say that Mr. Bill said, don't take more than a third off the top of your skip laurels. And we took
0: half, at least
1: half, maybe two thirds. Sorry, Bill. The problem is those skip laurels were seven, eight feet tall. Oh, at least. And I'm six foot. Yeah. And we had a what's called a pole saw, which is like a mini chainsaw. And a strimmer. And those things weigh a lot. Yeah. And trying to hold them over your head and shave bushes in a straight line that you can't see the top of is insane. So I was like, I bet you if we just hack these to the ground, they'll just grow back again.
0: And they also blocked tons of light coming into your office, which I suppose isn't bad, but, but also... I like to stand in the office and watch the kids bus and now with them trimmed down like that I can
1: actually see. Well, also we had two trees outside of my office, which we also chopped down limbs. Anyway, my point was we did not know what we were doing. I was worried that we would kill them.
0: They seem fine. They seem like they're they're uh, uh Look how calm you though. are
1: now going. They seem fine. You were the biggest opponent to me hacking them.
0: Well, I think I decided I don't love them that much that if we end up killing them doing Doing this because we don't actually know what we're doing. I don't actually care. We can put something else there.
1: And again, once we started, which was the hardest part, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm doing this right. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to do it wrong. I'm not sure I'm going to get a letter from my homeowners association saying what blight if you brought upon our neighborhood, house prices are plummeting because of you, you incompetent numpty, right? All the stories that are innate and running through our veins. I
0: didn't think it made that. Yep. Right. I was
1: just like, I'm going to take a chainsaw to those ungodly beliefs as well as to my skip laurels. So we hacked into pieces. And even though I was absolutely exhausted, there was a joy in seeing some level of progress. Yeah. Which leads me to lesson number two.
0: What was lesson number two?
1: Lesson number two is very similar to lesson number one. Mm -hmm. Lesson number two is start anywhere to begin. Start anywhere. That's good. Because I was like, I don't know if we're going to do it wrong. Like, should I start weeding? But then if I weed, am I going to have to just re Because when I trim, I'm going to do this. But what if that's wrong? And what if I should do it when it's wet? Or what should I do if it's when it's cooler? And it's just like, you know, shut up. Just, Get rid just of start. your fear yeah. by embracing it and just start. Yeah. And what I learned is that progress begets progress. Yeah. I think, I don't know whether it's my personality type, but I want to know I'm doing it right before I start doing it.
0: Oh, that I do too absolutely
1: and actually if you just start doing it it's easier to move a moving ship or it's easier to steer a moving ship than it is to go i'm going to go in this direction but i'm going to make sure everything is right before i start just jump in what's the worst that could happen and i say that with a week and nothing disastrous has happened yet
0: yes and but that might not be a great theory for all things in life
1: hey listen listen <laughs> Armchair critic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thinking I've got so just far. start
0: somewhere. <laughs> I'll use that theory the next time I cut your hair. I'll just start somewhere.
1: <laughs> we we've talked about like my emotional hurdles to getting started. That somehow by me not knowing what I'm doing, it's a mark against me as a man. Did you have any emotional hurdles with landscaping?
0: I don't think I don't think like that kind of emotional hurdle. I think it was more. I just didn't want to do something that was
1: unredeemable. Oh, if I do this, and make a mistake.
0: Yeah. Like what if I like absolutely kill everything by accident? Cause it would be by accident. Like I think I would, I would have probably preferred to either have somebody over that knows what they're doing and let them talk to us or watch a gajillion YouTube videos or whatever. But it, we just didn't end up having that kind of time. And then it was like, it's Friday it's two days where the weather's good, and here we go. And so I th- I think I just felt like, oh, normally I p- actually prepare something. Prepare in some way.
1: So you jumping in, probably dragged in by my enthusiasm.
0: D- it kicking and streaming. I was I was like, I got home from therapy, and I was like, I was going to rest for a little while before we do this. And then you were already outside sweating, and you're like, let's go, let's go. So it was like, <laughs>
1: And we very quickly discovered that when you use a hedge trimmer or a pole saw, you discover muscles in your forearms primarily that you didn't know existed.
0: Yeah, I used the hedge trimmer for about an hour. And by the time I put it down, I was having a hard time getting my hands to like reopen. And then all of the muscles in my... Uh, What is this called? Forum. We're like spasming. And I literally like, you're like, well, all right, well, help me pick up leaves instead. And I'm like, I, they're not, nothing's working. Like, and it probably took a good like hour, hour and a half before I could like really start doing stuff again. I
1: know this will come as a huge shock to you. Yeah. But I Googled and the Mayo Clinic had an article on that because at one point in the afternoon to my absolute shock against my will, my left hand, middle finger curled in towards itself and touched the bed of my thumb and i couldn't open i could not open my hand again it just the
0: bed of your like the your palm
1: yeah the the kind of the ball of my yeah the ball of your thumb that my middle finger would just close and i couldn't open it i couldn't i mean i could force open with my right hand but basically my my arm kind of not atrophied but kind of turned in against itself and i'm like what is happening so i googled it i'm like am i having a stroke and they're like no it's just loss of electrolytes and dehydration and i was like did you tell everybody
0: what i handily did for you when when that happened i'll give you a hint it involved ice
1: Th- that's right you made me a mini ice bath i did which,
0: which you only used for about 20 seconds and you're like this hurt <laughs> i was like <laughs> yes it because, does hurt but that's
1: because <laughs> <laughs> that's because what the mayo clinic said would help is water and electrolytes which you <laughs> curiously chose not to get me and instead made a bath that the mayo clinic did not suggest to get okay but as soon as i drank some electrolytes and i hydrated myself you wouldn't even give me an IV. I was like, what kind of wife are you? <laughs> um, I was The ready kind to of wife
0: that doesn't have a nursing degree. <laughs> That's the kind of <laughs> wife I am.
1: <laughs> All right. Lesson one. Yes. Things seem overwhelming yeah. until you start. Lesson two, start anywhere to begin. Yeah. Lesson three is curious. It doesn't make sense at first, but it's really true. What you can't do can help you. Or... What now? What you don't know can help you.
0: Okay, you're going to have to. None of that makes any sense.
1: Right. Okay. Stay with me. What (laughs) you can't do can help you because it actually leads you to humility. So when you start welcoming your shame, it actually opens you up to receiving help from others. So at one point, we are trying to trim the holly tree. And the holly tree is, what, 25 feet tall? Oh, yeah. Even with our gigantic extension kit and the pulsar, we can't reach the top of it. And you're suggesting I get on a stepladder, which I think you just want my life insurance money. <laughs> well. But we really yeah. can't do it. And and sweet Wes wanders over and he's like, hey guys, you know what you're doing is looking good. And so we were asking him, what about this and what about that? And because we don't know, we're literally at the end of our rope, we don't know how to do it. And so he starts giving us help. He comes over and brings us some tools we didn't know we had. He gave us alternate things and, and us embracing what we don't know how to do or can't do actually made a springboard for other people to jump in and help us. Another thing that we didn't factor, and this, by the way, this is a discouraging thing, that the more work you do, the more cleanup you have to do.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the worst part. Like when you're going around and trimming a tree, you're just like, I mean, the tree looks
1: better, but now there's stuff everywhere. <laughs> right. We tri- we've got three trees on our front lawn. I yeah. don't know what kind of trees they are. Um, doesn't matter. Big. Big trees. Yeah. We trimmed, we, you know, pulled out this pole saw, which now I want a chainsaw, pulled it out and we were like chopping off limbs. I
0: don't think I want you to have a chainsaw.
1: Which is great. <laughs> but then those limbs have to go somewhere. Yeah. And our, our like city will pick up, you know, piles, but they have very specific limits. We made three of those very specific limits like, on our curb. But we also managed to fill 25, 30 gallon yard waste bags. And we shoved them in our garage, plus uh, a, a, like a small car's worth of stuff that we piled in our garage, because we were like, we don't know how we're going to take this to the skip or dump, what do you call it, or the landfill, whatever yes. it's called. We don't know how to do it. I
0: think there was 15, not 25.
1: No, you had five bag, you had five packets of five. So that was 25.
0: Oh, I thought there were packets of
1: three. No, there were packets of five. Wow. I counted them, because I filmed them. Okay. And I also sent... At the end of each day, I sent Mr. Bill photos of my hard work. What you had done today. Saying, please, affirm me. Affirm my manhood.
0: (laughs) Tell me how amazing I am. The funny part about that is, like, Bill does probably all his own mowing. and acres. Acres, you know. So he's probably like. He's like, way to go, buddy. Way way to go. Way to go. He got a couple of bags.
1: (laughs) But what we don't know what to do is, like, we've got all these bags that can't get picked up until garbage day. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're in our garage. Like, what are we going to do?
0: Well, and the minivan had just died, so, so we couldn't dump we, him in the minivan. Yeah, because you know we would have just shoved all that stuff in in the back of the minivan, but we couldn't do that.
1: So, so. we couldn't do it. So what do you do when you need help but you don't? know what to do is it leads you to humility to ask other people for help so we asked a friend of ours at church who has a giant truck and we don't want to be taking advantage of the people who have big trucks right because that's the curse of owning a truck hey could you help me move hey could you help me do this stuff but he's got two teenage sons who are like hey can we pay your sons to clean up some of our
0: mess which would have taken
1: us I don't know, half a day easily. It would have taken a good while, yeah. And so in about half an hour, he drives over, backs up his truck. His two teenage sons get out. They clear all of those bags, all of the waste. And I'm like, Lord, that's so beautiful. The, the, you know, the, the healthy shame of like, I can't do something, leads, leads us to, to the help that we need. Yeah,
0: leads you to community.
1: Can you think of a time that hasn't anything to do with landscaping, where that thing showed up for you.
0: Well, I would say the thing that comes to mind uh, that's very similar to that is like when you have a baby and the healthy the healthy shame recognizes, I can't actually heal from this and figure out all the things that are new, like breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff and continue to make all the food or whatever. And that typically is like a time, especially if you're part of a church where, or a part of community where people will, you know drop off meals every day and that kind of stuff so your your limitations actually become an opportunity to um you know build relationship with one another
1: but it takes vulnerability and and humility to to see the fruit of that yeah yeah you look like you're ready for lesson number four
0: I so am ready for lesson number four. What I'm actually ready for is the nap that comes after lesson number five. So let's do lesson number four.
1: Honey, there ain't no nap. Look how beautiful the just, dappled sunlight is coming through the trees. Just an nap. We're gonna go out. And we're gonna roll like up our sleeves tiny, and do some landscaping. Nap. It's Little what every nap mother <laughs> wants on Mothering Sunday. Lesson number four is transformation is contagious
0: transformation is contagious? You got that from what we
1: did? <laughs> well, we started working on our yard because uh-huh. Wes and Deirdre had worked on theirs.
0: Well, that's true.
1: Like the beauty of their yard was a stark contrast to the mess of ours.
0: And then Mike across the street actually suggested that the Bible says... Do unto your neighbours as you have done for yourselves and suggested we should come over and do his yard.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> we pointed out that that was backwards. But same thing. He was like, you know what, you've inspired me. And he went off to you know Home Depot and he picked up some mulch and he worked on his yard. Yeah. So that whole thing of transformation is contagious is a real thing. Right. I was watching an interview with Jordan Peterson. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is, babe? No. No he idea. He is a professor at the University of Toronto. Um, Good university. Great university. Very sharp man. And he was talking about the whole principle, which is actually found in Genesis, in in, in Genesis uh, chapter 2, where he was talking about the danger of entropy. Entropy is le- things left to themselves don't get better. They degrade. Right. And actually stewardship is required for multiplication to take place. Right. And I was just, I was really... I was legitimately feeling overwhelmed by the state of how bad our our landscaping is. And and here's the curious thing. All we've done is made our first steps at tackling the front. The back is as bad as it was before, and the front doesn't actually look good no, at the moment. No. But because effort has been applied, my anxiety about what that looks like has gone away. Okay. And there's an excitement about, okay, as I lend my time, my effort, my skill, my labor, let's not say skill, my labor <laughs> towards that, Yeah, it has to bow to what I'm doing and produce something that's better than if I just kind of stuck my head in the ground and thought, oh, we'll be fine.
0: Repeat what your point was, that it's contagious?
1: Transformation is contagious.
0: But I think, so, I mean, a gardening aside, I think that's why... Things like the School of Ministry and things like that also uh, work because people come and they, they go through transformation. And when you see somebody else actually going through transformation and having the fruit of something that you desperately want, then you're encouraged to go after it because you start to go, huh, well, if it worked for them, it could work for me. I mean, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's a visible demonstration of what you're hungering for. Yeah. And especially when it's people you know, you're like, well, if God can do it for them. He, he can do it for me. Yeah. I think about that related to our feelings journey. What do you mean? Well, I start going to see a therapist mm-hmm. and it's all about feelings and mm-hmm. both of us roll our eyes. And then I go to group therapy, which I'm surprised you didn't do ocular damage for the amount of <laughs> eye rolling that you did. <laughs> But you begin to see transformation in me that piques your curiosity and moves you from suspicion toward attraction. Yeah. Right? So you're like, yeah. I think I want some of what Alan's experiencing. Yeah. And I think that would be an example that, you know, that, I agree. the healthier emotionally, financially, relationally that we get, it it salts the water, so to speak, or yeah. it salts the oats, so to speak, to make the yeah. horses in our life want to drink water.
0: Okay, sure. I am
1: mixing every <laughs> metaphor. Next week's podcast is going to be lessons I learned from ranching. Apparently, <laughs> I'm sorry. It really is. It really, it really is the curse of a teacher that you know. I'm I'm nothing more than a bumbling amateur, but I instantly want to give away everything I've learned, and I haven't really learned that much, but.
0: We're still working on it.
1: You know, what's curious is there's some weird people out there that when I started talking about landscaping, they're like, oh my gosh, I love landscaping. I'd love to come join you and do landscaping with you. And I'm like, I can't tell if you're mocking me or you're being serious. And they're like, no, the thought of being outdoors and weeding. And I'm like, come on over. (laughs) And we will make room for you. (laughs) Number five. Number five. I've kind of already touched on this, but God blesses what you do, not what you wish for. Yeah. So that you know, I was talking about Jordan Peterson. I didn't realize I jumped into my next piece. He was talking about like entropy, and and I was listening to what he said, and it really, really struck me that when when God and I've taught on this, I've taught on this with relating to boundaries, relationships, and and money. But there is a divine flow that we are one, created in God's image; that we're two, we're given power and authority, and three, we're blessed and supposed to multiply. And any time that we follow that flow, that we do what we're built to do, and we govern with excellence, good things happen. Yeah. I.e. entropy is interrupted by care. Yes. So if yeah. I will just exercise the care that is mine to steward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's my yard, my landscaping, my responsibility, if I will uh, you know, put effort towards that – God will bless that, not, I'm just like, oh, I wish God would make it pretty. Like, you actually have to partner with heaven. Right. To see, and it's the same in your life. Where, Well,
0: I mean, your, your, your easy correlation there is things like getting fit or weight loss or whatever. I mean, you you have to actually step into some level of partnership don't you because it's not just going to happen by wishing it or apparently thinking not. it's a good idea <laughs> you know like well i agree and my agreement should be enough to make me skinny you're like it no it's the like that.
1: chocolate that you keep putting your mouth right. that is counteracting your yeah. your will
0: yeah
1: all right it was one weekend of landscaping as soon as we fit, finish recording now We're going to go back outside, and who knows if we'll have more lessons for next week. But that was some of the stuff that came up. If you happen to be a landscape gardener or a master gardener, or you have any sort of top tips for us, here's what I've done so far. Bought that book. I'm in the landscaping and lawn care subreddits on Reddit. Uh, My YouTube algorithm is now feeding me things like how to edge a lawn properly, how to take care of beds. If you have got any tips from your experience of having a green, thim, green thumb, <laughs> that anything that we need to know. Um, if you have a wish list of tools that you have purchased that you're like, okay, if you don't have one of these, you need this in your arsenal. We are hungry, bumbling amateurs who would love to learn Tell more and, more, and more, more. Tell us what we don't know. We'd love to learn. Yeah, AJ, you look like the type of person you know on your recline chair with your feet up, with for whatever reason a sheepskin rug over you while wearing a fleece. It's
0: a fuzzy blanket.
1: And I'm dying here because it's oh so gosh, hot. I'm you're such so a weirdo. <laughs> you look like you're saying <laughs> in the spirit, give me a listener's question.
0: I'm not saying that. Okay, okay. I hear you loud and okay, clear. Okay, I'm ready. This is a question from Anonymous. What I'm actually saying is give me a nap, And i are question.
1: <laughs> I have two questions about baptism. Oh, You're right. a resident baptism expert. Oh,
0: gosh, okay.
1: Last time AJ taught on baptism, Mm -hmm. I felt so stirred and I went to my pastor and asked, when are we doing baptisms again? And mentioned that I wanted to be baptized again. My leader asked some good questions and told me they were uncomfortable baptizing me again if I'd already been baptized. Hmm. So I guess my question is, what do I do if I want to be re-baptized but my leader is unwilling to baptize me? That's question Hmm. number one.
0: I, I think my first response would be, I would... I would pray about, okay, Lord, well, who's supposed to baptize me? Or if it's, you know, if you're feeling led by the Holy Spirit to get baptized again, and your leader is not feeling comfortable with that, then you have two choices. You either wait until they are comfortable with that, or you say, Holy Spirit, is there, you know, is there some other way that you want to do this? That's my my thought. But, um. It is, it is biblical to be, be able to be baptized
1: again. but All right. Are you ready for question number two? Yes. Question number two is, do you have any insight into what is a good age to talk to your kids about baptism? And is there a certain age that it is better to wait until, like when they're old enough to choose for themselves? Thank you for all your wisdom and love in this area. I think
0: because I don't, I don't have like a, they can only do it once, I would say... Uh, I don't, I don't have an age where I'm like, oh yeah, don't talk to them until this, they're this age. Cause they won't really get it. Like Abby, I think got baptized, uh, the first time when she was six and, uh, and she knew like, she was like, I love Jesus, you know, I love Jesus and I want to get baptized. I'm like, great, let's do it. You know, um, now she just got re-baptized last week and it, because she knows a whole bunch more, about who he is and, and how she's trying to walk with him and stuff now than she did when she was six and she felt like she wanted to do it. And so, yes, absolutely. You know, I'm going to encourage her to do that. Um, both Tia and MJ got baptized at camp last year. That was the first time MJ had ever been baptized, but Tia got baptized when she was like four, she wore goggles. I remember that. She was so cute. She was like, I want to be baptized, but she was afraid of going under the water. And so she wore goggles with the nose piece and everything like like scuba diving goggles into the baptismal tank so that she could get baptized and not be worried about getting water up her nose. You know, and we were like, yep, that's what you want to do. That's fine. Like Jesus doesn't care that you're wearing, you know, goggles in the baptismal tank.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things we've tried to do is not wait until it's a certain good age to talk to our kids. We've just talked to our kids about everything at an age-appropriate level. Mm. And we've often let their curiosity draw out of us what we're going to answer them. So even like with some really mature topics, like, for example, your dad is no longer with us, Mm. the answers we've given them, we've told them the truth, but we've given them degrees of the truth. Because, you know, you want to be sensitive and not traumatize a small child. Yes. But we haven't kept that from them. Even, like, the question about where do babies come from. We've always told them that uh, and, you know, scaled it up to what they need. And it's the same thing with, like, things of the Spirit. You know, tongues, prophecy, baptism, angels, heaven and hell. Like, we haven't waited until a certain age. We've just tried to meet them where their comprehension's at. Yeah and allow the Holy Spirit to dictate the pace at which we share with them.
0: And allow them to be where they're at in terms of hunger as well. So
1: And understanding. Yeah. Yeah. If you would like to ask us a question and have us attempt to sleepily answer it, go to com slash ask. And if you become a member of the show, you will get priority QA that which means your question will get bumped to the top of the list. Becoming a member of the show is super easy. And you can become a member from as little as a dollar an episode, which is about a coffee a month. And you'll get a whole host of benefits, including discounts off our books and resources and courses. You'll get video access to some of our episodes, priority Q&A, and you get access to a closed forum as well as helping support the show. To become a member, go to alanonaj.com slash join. And a huge thank you to all our members who made this episode possible. AJ Jones, tell people about some other good things that they could direct their attention and or their money toward.
0: Yeah, we talked at the beginning of this episode about graduating people from the School of Supernatural Life uh, this past week and uh, the online school in a few weeks. And so just wanted to bring that up to you. If you have been a listener for a while, you've heard lots of testimonies. There's plenty of episodes that we have where we've interviewed different students who have done the school. Uh, But the School of Supernatural Life is designed to bring transformation to your life, no matter where you're starting at right now, uh, to bring transformation. And if you are interested in finding out more information or applying, you can go to www.schoolofsupernaturallife.org.
1: And the great news is, historically, you used to have to fly all the way to Franklin, Tennessee to come to the school. But now with our SOSL online, you can take the school from anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Whether you've done first year and you would like to continue your journey of transformation you can come back for a second year online, or whether you're new to all of this stuff and you've been listening to our podcast, thinking, "Man, I would love to learn more about you know finances and inner healing and the supernatural." The School of Supernatural Life is uh, a wonderful, wonderful course. We've filmed everything it's available online for you to take from anywhere in the world. I know you just thought I passed out, babe, but it's I <laughs> choked on the chocolate I ate. I found these blueberry dark chocolates from Costco, and they're like, delicious. What just
0: happened? <laughs> Yeah, you can take it from anywhere in the entire world. And uh, and then we also do live calls with the online students. So we get to stay connected and really uh, help you as you process through all of the information.
1: And if you are listening to our podcast and happen to be new to Gray Center, as we have got so many new people who come to Gray Center and you're wondering what the school is, head up graycenter.us school to learn all about the school, how it dovetails brilliantly with the culture at Gray Center. And we'd love you to come do the school. Applications for the School of Supernatural Life close when? June 15th. June 15th. So that deadline is rapidly approaching. It Uh, is.
0: And you need all your references in by then as well. So
1: so if you've been pondering what's next in your life, have a look at those websites and see if God's leading you to do the school. But for now, we have more lessons from landscaping to achieve. So AJ Jones, throw (laughs) off that fleece, that sheepskin rug. Let's get transformed into our gardening equipment and go out and till the soil and add God's multiplication to our backyard.
0: Alrighty then. Bye-bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every
1: day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me.